love your neighbor as yourself. So people will hang on to that and say, see, you got to love yourself before you can really love others. And it sounds kind of smart. So you really think about it and you're like, if I really love myself to that extent, then I'm going to be so self-absorbed. How can I possibly love anybody else? You actually become selfish. Yes. You deserve better than that. What do we really deserve? You have all these women complaining about men are being narcissists. Well, if you buy into this belief, they're on the precipice of getting ready to love like they've never loved before. Love is sacrificing, giving of yourself. So how can you love yourself? Because you're not going to sacrifice for yourself. I'm Chuck Tate, and here at Fellowship of Believers, we encourage families, strengthen marriages, and edify the body of Christ. I'm Larry Grimm. We also promote biblical doctrine in a fun and engaging way. And I'm Sarah. And if it's Christian, we're talking about it. This is the Mike Charleston Show. All right, welcome to another episode of the Mike Charleston Show, and uh, hopefully we've got a good show for you today. Um, we got a full panel with us today. Chuck and Larry are with us again. Yeah, and we have a live studio audience. We, we do. do. We got yeah. a, a number of people. We got more people watching us this time, or just yeah. about the same. Anyway, the, uh, now? before we get into our subject, <laughs> our subject today, we're going to be talking about the gospel of self-love or are, is the most important thing to love yourself. And we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that and what that actually means. I know a lot of people are like, what are you talking about? You'd be surprised. But before we talk about that, we're going to talk about a little bit about love in that since the last time we actually recorded, my daughter got married. Abigail finally got married. Woo-hoo! That's right. Thank you. Yep, yep. We can, we can do that. Finally, like she wow, was like yeah. 50 or Well, something. we just can't mention it on the show. She's oh, got yeah, to get married. Yeah, yeah. She's got to get married. No more game time with Abigail. You know, she's got to get... She's finally married. Be married. Yeah, yeah. It, no, it was pretty quick. So, uh, speaking, speaking about, of quick... Yeah, yeah. Uh, being quick. <laughs> we Amanda had got married Thursday. Thursday night. So, it, we had two weddings in... Four days, five days, five, 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 six days, five days, whatever. Yeah, fast, fast, crazy. <laughs> so, and if we were going to Kenny's wedding on Saturday, that would have been that ooh. is just three weddings in a in, in eight days. That would yeah, have been crazy. How many yeah. weddings is this now since September? Uh, too many. Ooh. It's just oh, it's five from our property. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, please. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to donate, uh, you can you can donate. Uh, the nice thing is, we'll put the Venmo down below. Right. <laughs> Both my girls are married now, so you're done. I still yeah. got three more. Yeah, we're not and quite halfway through the girls. I don't know if I could take an, if I had more daughters. It's just I emotionally. Uh, it's boy, right. I was thinking, I thought about that. I'm like the boys. I'm like it's about time. Well, they're about. I yeah. still have more daughters to get married than y'all do. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Well, let's get into our subject here, and I, I hope everyone out there is liking the fact that we've divided up the show into these different segments and all that. And yeah. if if you like it, then just let us know. And um, Larry does his little history time, and uh, Sarah does his little, her little marriage one, and uh, um, we talk about her book and 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 so on and so forth. So uh, hopefully, you guys like that little variety. And yeah. uh, so. We are going to be talking about self-love here, and you're like, what does that even mean? Well, it's been around for a long Long time, time. I guess since the beginning of time, but (laughs) really in the 80s, 70s, 60s maybe, 60s, when psychology really started going off. Uh, Well, why don't we play, Joshua, we got that clip ready. Why don't you go ahead and play this clip? This is a quick clip that uh, we found, just a compilation of a lot of people on the internet. Today, I want to talk to you about the subject of love, self-love. Learning to love yourself can be difficult. But if you can practice self-love, 
It will solve a lot of problems in your life. One, how greater self-love will inspire your life. And two, how to cultivate more of it. This week, we are talking all about learning to love yourself. How to love yourself. Seven habits for self-love. Okay, so, <laughs> and that's just a, a small snippet. There was plenty more to choose from, and we were just like, look, I can't keep looking at it. This is nonsense. But the, I guess you know where I stand on this already. Yeah, well, you got a little negative connotation going there. Yeah, I, think, I think you gave away the secret there. Oh, well, to love oneself. Now, this is an interesting concept, you know, of you would immediately think, well, come on, man. Of course, we're not really to love ourselves above all else, but it is sneaking into the church. This is psychology that is sneaking in, sneaking, yeah. not sneaking. I guess it's stinking too, but it's sneaking into the church. So anyway. But go uh, ahead and tell us, Mike, what do you mean by, when you say, when you say yeah. self-love, when you think of it, what's, what's the thought? What's so the, the idea behind this, and especially in psychology, you know, that the you are worth something you uh you deserve something so we we get down on ourselves and so we beat ourselves up because we probably need to at times <laughs> when we do something <laughs> wrong and because of that our self esteem goes down and so in order for us to participate in the world and be functional, we have to pump ourselves up and lift ourselves up because no one else is going to do that. We have to, we're the only ones that can help our own selves. And so we come up with these, what they call affirmations and, and say like, I am worth it. I am good enough. I'm smart enough. And I'm starting to sound like Stuart <laughs> <Yes>. Smalley and, <laughs> and people like, me. and people like me, you know, so they try to talk themselves into it. It's almost a Norman Vincent Peale type of appeal. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, hey, if you can talk yourself happy, you will be happy. That's kind of where this, this, this so psychology has deemed this, you know, self-love where you have to take care of yourself. You need self-maintenance. You have to um, make sure you take care of yourself or else how can you help others? It's the concept of, um, and this kind of does make sense, but you, that's why you don't take metaphors or, or similes, uh, depending on which one it is, I guess. The, um, you know, if I have, if I want to help you out financially, I have to have money in order to help you, right? Yeah. That will go, yeah. Right. I mean, I can't give what I don't have. So if I don't have love, I can't yeah. give it. And that is actually true. That is yeah, true. true. It yeah. is true. And we'll get into that later, yeah. but it doesn't come from self. Right. You know, it, it comes from an outside source, and we'll get into that in just a, a bit. Uh, but that's kind of uh, what would what, would you agree with the, the kind of the definition of self love there? Yeah, you just I don't know how I'd put it different what you said, but yeah, you have to, and that's the whole thing you see in the world is you do have to love yourself first, right. and who else? Because maybe who else is going to love you if you don't love yourself? Then maybe you're not lovely enough for somebody else to love you. So you well, need to this, love yourself. Well, and this makes sense because uh, the religion that's growing is humanism, right? Yes. And humanism, at its core, has to have a message, right? Mm -hmm. And what is its message? Right here. Yeah. Love yourself. So yeah. So the the first question we want to ask the the way it was written was: Does God want us to love ourselves? I'm gonna turn it a little bit. Does God not want us to love ourselves? That's an interesting uh, twist. Yeah. You know, does he not want... So where, where, basically where it comes from is... Uh, uh, where's that verse? The um, 
Uh, Matthew yeah. 22. Yeah, Matthew 22, 37 through 40, where we know the story where uh, the rich young ruler comes and he's like, what's the greatest commandment? And he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and your neighbor as yourself. See that, that phrase yeah, right there, love your neighbor sense. as yourself. So people will hang on to that and say, see, you need to love yourself first. How can you love others? And obviously, if you're a good Bible student, you can immediately know that that's not even true. The point right. of the message was love God and love others. Right. It has nothing to do with you. It's assuming that you already love yourself. So does God not want us to love ourselves? Well, kind of. He doesn't... It's called pride. <laughs> you, right. right. Yeah. You know, when we love That's, ourselves too much, we, we call that narcissism, you right. know, and whatever, well, yeah, the pride and arrogance. So yes, the, the, the problem in this world is not that we're loving ourselves too much. You know, that that is the problem, I guess. Well, yeah, it's, that is. A, it's not yeah. that word. Well, what is the definition of love? Love is sacrificing, giving of yourself right. for, for the benefit of someone else. So how can you in that sense, love yourself because you're not going to sacrifice for yourself. Well, you just got to take care of yourself. Yeah, well, you yeah, know? that's so that Which they don't take it out to their the ultimate end game here right. is you, you are creating narcissists in, in a sense. Right, exactly. Yeah, well, yes, I would say that is the end you would be creating, but I think the 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 focus of it becomes selfishness. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. Where your focus is on yourself, and you become you you actually become selfish. Yes. Yes, and that's very good for today because we're so weak, and everybody's focusing on self. And in fact, the Bible says that, right? Yeah. You got that verse right there handy, First Timothy, or is it Second Timothy? I do. Second yeah. Timothy 3, 1 through 2, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves. Rather than lovers of God, as it goes right. on to say. Yeah. And, and so they become lovers of their own selves. <laughs> and how do we not see this? You go into the bookstores and see self-help books all over. You just got to take care of your sons. When someone's complaining about something, that what do they say? Oh, girl, you don't you don't deserve that. Right. You know, mm -hmm. or you go to, I guess guys don't complain to their guy friends, no. you know, be like, dude, you deserve better than that. I don't right. know. It's, or, it's all these things that we deserve. What do we really deserve? Or you got to go out and treat yourself because you deserve it. Well, I, I do go to Dairy Queen every <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> yeah, treat yourself. But yes, you, you got to take care of yourself. You got to have me time. That's right. You got to yes. have all these things that are so current. And as Cameron, my son-in-law, uh, refers to it as like TikTok theology, yeah. <laughs> where you, um, you're watching TikTok and it's only so long and they say something that sounds smart. Like, you got to love yourself before you can really love others. And it sounds kind of smart until you really think about it. And you're like, if I really love myself to that extent, then I'm going to be so self-absorbed. How can I possibly love anybody else? And so you have all these women complaining about men are being narcissists. Well, if, you're, if, if you buy into this belief, then all they're really, they're on the precipice of getting ready to love like they've never loved right. before, according yeah. to the psychologists out there, because they, they've learned how to love themselves so much that they're just ready to love start others. Get, yeah, they get, which is nonsense. To, they're starting to get that out, so right. don't give up on them too soon. Right. <laughs> you might miss out on... Right. If they're not full-fledged full -fledged narcissists, then... Just give them some time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because be at, what's the next step after that? Then they can start sharing that love with other people. Well, that's what that's what I was watching on one video. One of these people were saying that you need to love yourself. You need to, you know, you can only only one person is going to love you, and that is yourself. So love yourself first. 
Then if you just stay there, now they admit this, if you stay there, you're going to be a narcissist. So that's why after you get there, narcissist, is that what they're talking about? After you get there, (laughs) after you get there, then you need to reach out and love others. And I'm like, what? you are encouraging people to be so selfish, so self-absorbed that you become a narcissist. Then you can turn... I've never known a narcissist to care about anybody else. But yeah, themselves. exactly. That's- well, going back to your question about does God want us to love ourselves? I don't have these verses, but I know one verse says, look not every man on his own interest, but right. on the interests of others. Right. And we're supposed to esteem others better than ourselves. Higher than ourselves, so right. I feel like God teaches us... The opposite. Right, because I think it's it assumes, right? Well, well let's go to the opposite. Okay. So okay. are we supposed to be in a continual state of, of self-denial and self-sacrifice yes. Yes. where we're always <laughs> just putting ourselves down and we can never look at ourselves. We're always needing to be No, okay, so we don't need to be we don't need to turn into Saint Francis of Assisi, right? <laughs> Correct. I was gonna yeah. say, yeah. you know, we you knew know. somebody that would go, walk around, I'm a humble servant. Right. You right. can get to that point where you get you're the so long fake. face, you can't smile. Right. No, no. Take no. pride in your humility. That's right. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, you don't you don't have to go that far where because uh, once again, I think it's just natural we take care of ourselves. You know when that, that's the good point. So example, uh, two year old. Right. Do you have to teach a two year old to want something? Uh, hopefully, hot sauce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to teach them. We live in Louisiana, right? No, I mean they have their. They're going to tell you right away what their desires are, and if you don't yeah. fulfill it right away, they're going to throw themselves on the ground. Throw a fit, <laughs> right? That's, that's right. That's that's a natural right. human nature. Is we want to take care of whatever our needs are. We want our needs satisfied now. Yep. Whatever it is, regardless of how it impacts anybody else. Yes, it well, is. that goes against the, the nature of love. Is it? Do you love somebody when you indulge in their selfishness? Right. That's not showing... Like the two-year-old, Right. if you continually give in because they're pitching a fit because they want to indulge their self, well, then you just created a spoiled child that nobody wants to be right. around. And we, we've been around so, those yeah. and those are disgusting. Yeah. And yet so, we, this is what we're filling our minds with and our, our hearts with. But that's what our culture decides is right. Right. You it, know? Yeah. That's, it, you, so, you're going to be Burger King culture. Have it your way. Yeah, yep. that's right. You know, if, if it feels good, do it. That's right. And that's that's the culture. That's, the, that's what they advertise to it. You need this because it's going to make you feel better. Yeah, and in fact, Jesus is the opposite, right? He yes. says, I came to serve, not be served. And he tells me, you must deny yourself, take up the cross and follow me. Yeah. And so it's like all these things, like I must deny myself because by nature, I, I, I want to take care of myself. You know, it's just natural. I want to clothe myself when I get warm. Right. I mean, when I get cold <laughs> and I want to, you know, I want to turn on the air conditioner when it gets hot, like it is right now in here. And, uh, you know, I want to, I'm hungry. I, I'm like, hey, I want to get something to eat. It, it takes a mature person to be like, hey, hey, babe, are you hungry? Or do you want to get something to eat? I, I didn't even think about it. We haven't eaten yet, you know, or would you like to get, would you like to get something to drink? You know, not, you know, whatever. Right. Or, right. You're looking for the other person first. Right. Right. And you know, we had a friend one time when he was saying, and this kind of shocked me, that he was like, the first time he remembers his unselfish act was when he gave his kid a French fry. I was like, wow. But, you know, it <laughs> wow. meant something to him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> But he remembered it, you know, and it meant something to him. Um, but yeah, it is that we are self-absorbed already because we do take care of ourselves. But I guess it comes from, there's a lot of depression in this world. There's a lot of self-loathing, right. uh, beat ourselves up. But this is the problem, though. If there are times where we deserve to beat ourselves up, you know, right. where if I just lied to my wife, 
I don't need to go get my affirmations out and be like, I am wanted, I am loved, I am forgiven, and all the, you know, I just offended someone, right? You know, or I just yelled at someone and they're upset with me. Up, you know, there, there's actually tension. Maybe I need to look at myself and go, you know what, you, you did blow it there, yeah. and you need to go apologize. But if you deny those feelings and all that, you're just like, no, I am good here. I'm the best. I deserve this. There was a whole video I watched. It was like an hour and a half of just these uh, motivational things that were lies. Did you, you watch know, like, the whole did, thing? Well, not the whole thing. Did it make you feel better? No, but it was like some of them were like, everything I do is successful. And I'm like, that's not true. No. Well, there is I'd a, like to think so. No. But oh, uh, <laughs> no. That reminds me, there is a balance, I think, because if we're continually putting ourselves down, right. then we're going to always feel like we're not good You're enough worthless. to do anything. Right. Yeah, right. Yes. Well, go ahead. I was gonna say, but we don't need to go overboard. But and I think that's where Paul says not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. Mm, Right. That's right. And part of love is facing the truth. We can face the truth about ourselves, about who we are. And oftentimes, people who want to overindulge themselves when they know who they really are, they don't like it. And so they want to do something different. Well, well, love has an object, right? Right. And so I've told people in the past, maybe my own kids or whatever, but it's like if you're feeling down. Serve, right? And you'll be amazed how 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 quickly that changes because you get your eyes off your own situation. You know, you're you're not the only person in this world, and get your eyes off yourself for a bit and go look at some other person and and help. You know, I saw an absurd absurd example of this concept uh, yesterday um, in a a new advertisement that Planned Parenthood has. Oh, okay. Um, So actually, an individual who actually had had an abortion, and they're telling their story, and they end with the comment that it was the most compassionate thing that they had ever done. (laughs) Right. 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 And you think to yourself, if you really believe that, you have never done anything for anybody else right. other than wow. yourself for the entire life. Right. And that's the problem, right? right. Is that we're, we don't even see it. And we're slowly creating all these so-called narcissists out there yes. that are so self-absorbed that we can't even see that murder is compassion. You, right. you know, like, what? Right. What are you talking about? How, how is murder compassion? Right. And uh, we're twisted. It's all yeah. messed up. Yeah, it very much is. All right. So we talked, uh, we, we're talking about self-love. So there's some other terms here self-care, self-esteem, self-awareness, self-worth. Yeah. So are these the same? More or less, but here's the thing, though, with, with all these self-dash words, you know, it's all the same kind of stuff that psychology and psychiatry have come up with to fit into their worldview of humanism. And, and so it's it's self-this, self-that, self-control, and which in the Bible, the Bible doesn't say you know anything of self-anything, at least in the King James. The other Bibles have slowly right. introduced them uh, because it's a modern concept. And we understand it. I get it. Like instead of uh, some of the modern ones say self-control, we understand what self-control is. It's temperance. Right. But um, all these other ones, self-care, self uh, what was the other ones you said? Self-esteem. 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 Yeah, right. We, it's all words for the same garbage. Right. Yeah. You know, like we got to build ourselves up. Here's the problem, though. It is, there is a time for that. You know, we build ourselves up in the Holy Ghost. Right. Uh, once again, there's an object to it, though. Is the ultimate object myself? That's the question. No. The the, the scripture clearly says, love the Lord your God with all right. your heart, heart, all your soul, and all your mind. So our, the our focus is loving God. Absolutely. Our focus is what he does, yep. who he is, and that's where we pull our strength from, not from within, you know, myself. 
I can't lift myself up. And that's the failing. And that's what we said early on, because there is some truths to these things. Uh, we were looking at some of these affirmations. And I don't know if you've ever looked at some of these, these affirmations. They're just absurd. There's one a funny video of this little girl. She's probably four, maybe okay. five. And she's standing on the vanity in the bathroom. And she's just going this self-talk to herself about how she's... She's smart. She's wonderful. She's, she's it's, beautiful. Yeah, she's, it's pretty funny. Right. <laughs> she's four. Yeah. She's right. Four. It's cute. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? It seeps in and it gets messed up where, right. you know, I have to look at myself in the mirror and say, Mike, you are a good looking man. Mike, you are young. You well, are, you're strong. When I do that, you, the mirror talks back. So, <laughs> I don't think so. Right. <laughs> you know, the stars growing. <laughs> so okay, there is, you got something? Well, yeah. Speaking of those affirmations, we... Ate some chocolate. Yeah, earlier. I got some chocolate and, and some little sayings in there. So they have these cute little sayings, and one of them was make your past self jealous. Your past self jealous. Yeah. So or this one says, everyone has a happy ending. If you're not happy, it's not the end. Not the end. Uh, things like that. Are, don't they make you feel better? I don't think so, too. Right. Yeah. I, I, isn't chocolate just good enough? I mean, yeah, let's you know. just have the chocolate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but it's a bonus. You get to feel well, good but about so yourself. So it's Christian affirmation. So this is the thing. It, do, should Christians affirm themselves like in the world? That That is... I don't think we need to. Well, see, here's where I, mean, I think this it's kind of a, this is a, a slippery slope, and right. we want to be careful, because I was reading about a hundred Christian affirmations, and I could say, like, I am a child of God. Okay, I can encourage right. myself and say, look, I am, I am forgiven. Right. You know, I am free from sin. So I get that, you know, where, right. okay, there's some times where I need to remind myself of who I am in Christ, you know, but maybe we need to change how we say that and say, he has set me free. God loves me. Right. God, you know, put the focus back on God instead of on me because it becomes so me-centered. Oh, like, I point. am worth it at that point. You know, God right. died for me because I obviously was worth it. Exactly. And, and so it's like, no, I am unworthy to, to be in yeah. his presence. I'm not, it's only by the grace of God that I, I'm forgiven and that I am yeah. acceptable in his, in his sight. And uh, yeah, just as a side note, by the way, I know this is kind of inevitable, like in our language, but there's so many I ams, and that always makes me nervous whenever people say I am, I am, I am, I am, and I know we got to describe ourselves somehow, right? But you know, oh, there's only one true I am in that's, this world. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Right? It's Jesus. But anyway, that's just a side note. So I was thinking that people, one of the reasons that people will do this, uh, the self affirmation, they're creating this uh, this way to actually make themselves think better about themselves. And there, there's a difference there because we are supposed to be able to control our thoughts. We're supposed to take every thought captive. Absolutely. So we need to be able to um, be in a state where we can manage our thoughts. So we're not just in the negative thoughts all the time. Sure. Right? Yeah, well, sure. So so there's there are places where self-help, where you're you're doing things so that you're controlling controlling thoughts, Controlling desires uh, of other things, there, yep. but it's not the same as self-affirmation in the no, form of right. I mean, like we were talking about this earlier. We were you go into bookstore. There's plenty of self-help books, and it's not like all self-help books are bad. Like I, I don't know how to organize that well. Well, I mean, last week you were telling us we need to read books about I know marriage, right? About That's right. Marriage. Yeah. right. You know, <laughs> so raising our children. There so are yes. things that I need help in. Right. So like I really don't know how to do X, Y, and Z. So I go to YouTube, and it's fine to help yourself do things. We're not against ever helping yourself and helping your marriage or 
helping your kids no. or helping your family or whatever. But when it becomes self-absorbed, like I am the center of the universe and I deserve this, I need this um, above everybody else. I need me time, even though my kids are screaming their heads off and you know, or my wife needs my help and I'm like, no, I need my me time right now. Uh, I'm in the middle of a video game right now. Well, yeah. do you think people are focusing on self-love as a means of looking for self-happiness? Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I Honestly, I think that the search of this is to cover up sin. Oh, absolutely. They're justifying yeah. their, their faults. And so that's why the reason why we feel beat up sometimes is because we have a burden. Right. Because we know we we're cover guilty. That. Right. We're, we're, we know we're guilty. And so that's why sometimes, not always, sometimes we do feel down. Right. And, um, it, we're, we're, and so in order to get over that, I don't want to confess that I'm a sinner undone before God. Right. So therefore, I'm worthy. I am I am good enough. I'm smart enough. And darn it, people, people like, like me. me. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And uh, that's super small. Well, if you're looking for self-fulfillment, self-happiness, generally people start to look for things yes. to make them happy. And they will for a time, whether it's um, an item like a new car, new house, or it could be a lifestyle right. where you change. We see that happening today, people transitioning, whatever that means. Right. Well, it sounds like what they're pushing is that loving yourself will bring happiness. And one of those clips you had on there, actually, I watched that video yeah. of a TED Talk, and the woman was saying that diets don't work, love does. And so oh, when you wow. just learn to love yourself, I love my way to McDonald's. then that <laughs> will change you know, your your body, I guess, or at least your perspective. Or I don't know. I, I, I scrolled through, so I didn't watch the whole thing, but I was just like, I don't know if loving yourself is really the answer. You need to stop eating sometimes or get up and move a little bit. Well, well, because you love yourself, you will stop eating, right? I mean, maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I but don't that, know. that goes yeah, along with it. that chocolate ice. That's right. That's right. You know, the day I've had, I deserve this. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'm like, no, you don't. We don't, we deserve, you know what we really deserve? <laughs> we deserve judgment. It yeah. It ain't chocolate ice cream. <laughs> no. God in his good mercy. Maybe strawberry. And grace. Uh, we deserve much worse than that. But what were you saying? I oh, don't you didn't remember. know. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I was going to say that it, this self-love and self-happiness and stuff, really, we need to face the truth and find out who we are. Like you said, we're sinners. Right. And we need somebody else to save us because we can't save ourselves. Right. It comes from outside, right. not from inside. And that true love is giving of ourselves. Right. Oh, to, I know what I was going to say earlier. Oh, you figured it out. Well, no. yeah, because um, love has to come from somewhere. Right. Right. You can't love what you don't have. No. Exactly. And so by, by, by feeding yourself and trying to feed yourself love, all you're going to turn up doing is loving yourself. But God, he loves us. And we love him, and he gives his love to us that we can give to others. Exactly. Right, so, so how do we? So yeah. How do we know what love. love is? How do we know what love is? That, that was the name of the song, right? How do we know what love is? Oh. No, that's I want to know <laughs> what love is. I want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. How do we know what love is? So love, well, we kind of talked about this yesterday at the wedding, right? Yeah. But it's it's an action. It's not just a feeling. It can be a feeling. It's part of that. But it is more of an action of what you do and how you show that by doing something for someone, you know, or saying nice things to someone. You demonstrate it that way or giving them a gift, right. you know, or... And the Bible says... Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay yeah. down his life for his friends. It's John 15, 13, and it defines love 
That's right. the and greatest so, love right there. If I'm right. so self-absorbed, I'm not going to lay my de- life down for no, anyone. No, because right. my life is my life. Because right. you marriage, matter. How, right. That's right. How's matter. that going to work in a marriage? If uh, I'm so self-absorbed, well. <laughs> I need to work on myself. I'm neglecting her. Yeah. Is she going to feel loved? So Absolutely. she's over in her own corner trying to feel loved. What is the point of marriage then? We're supposed <laughs> right. to love each other. And uh, God loves us, so we get the love from God. And then we love each other. It, it's so simple, but yeah. psychology messes well, it all scripture up. Scripture says that God demonstrated his love towards us and that what we were yet sinners, Christ okay. died for us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's the action. You right. know, that's he did how something we see. Right. when we didn't even want it. Right. We hated him, and right. he still did it. That's Well, that's I was going to say, part of love is being willing to share the truth and face the truth. Yeah. Right. So if we want to love ourselves truly, we need to face the truth of who we are, and that's we're sinners, that right. we need to be saved. Right. Or and if, once we're saved, we're bought by a price, right. and now we're commanded to serve. Exactly. Right. Or if we're, if we're going to love somebody else, we need to give them the truth and tell them the truth yeah. and tell, be willing to tell them. Part of love is, hey, your self-indulgent behavior is going to lead to destruction. Yes. Right. That's love. But it's not love to let them continue in their self-destruction. Right. That's not love at all. I mean, we see that all over. The people that give themselves up to self, it's disgusting. It is, I'm surprised that psychology, they don't play this all the way out. They they just say, well, it sounds good because it's like, if you love yourself, then you turn around and love it. But if you really take that all the way, you're you're a monster. Yeah, nobody wants to be around. That's... So, Mike, we've heard all these self-love expressions and terms. What would you say to the comment that God loves you more than your marriage or more okay. than your church? Yeah, so I've heard this, right? This is I, So we've heard this concept, and this is kind of why we wanted to talk about it, was whether it's on Facebook or YouTube, just these quick little yeah. TikTok theology. Cameron's right there in the room, so that's why I'm pointing at him. <laughs> um, the, the TikTok theology where it sounds like, you know, I need, uh, God loves me more than he loves marriage, or God loves me more than he loves the church, if you're having a problem with the church, you know, or something like that. God loves me more than whatever. That's nonsense, because marriage isn't a person. It's made up of people. Church isn't a person. It's made up of people. So what you're saying is that God loves you more than the other person? That's not true. No. Okay, he loves you both equally. Right. So to say that I, I I deserve something, and so I'm not getting it out of my marriage, and so the concept of marriage, God loves me more than that. But that's a false premise. You know, that's not true because he loves you and he loves the other person involved in what this thing is called marriage. Marriage doesn't, it's just a word. Right. What, what is the word defined? It's two people that are now one. Right. And if you can't accept that, then that's that's weird, you know? So it's the, the two become one. And so now you're joined together. And whether you, you like it or not, you're part of each other. And this is, right. if you're a Christian. Now, if you're not a Christian, you don't have to believe this. But if you're a Christian, this is like Christianity 101. Exactly. You know, this is like the two shall become one. Let no man, you know, put asunder. Right. So, you know, we hear this all the time. And God loves his church, but it's not because he loves church. It's not the building. Right. (laughs) It's the the, people he loves. It's his people. And just like marriage, it's not like God said, I love marriage. He loves what he's created, but he loves marriage because he created the two people that are joined together. That's right. (laughs) And and so they are joined together. So it's a a total false premise. It sounds good when you're talking to your friends because you're going through a hard time and you're saying, you know, I just, it's so tough. My husband, this or my wife, this or whatever. And you're like, well, God loves you 
more than he loves marriage. Yeah, and if that's true, then God wants you to be happy. He wants you to be happy. So, and your means, happiness is above all, right. and that is not biblical. No. It's not in the well, Bible. We know people that divorced because of this very thing. Right. And they were like, well, what, you know, God wants me to be happy. And are they happy now? No. Oh. Usually <laughs> not. No. Right. No. It it's worse. sad. It really is sad. But yeah. people buy into this and they, and counselors are, Christian counselors will perpetuate this, right. you know, because it's a worldly idea. And that's where a lot of psychology comes from is, is Freud and Jung and, and yeah. uh, all, Maslow and all these people that yeah. have passed this down, which are godless people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, trying to figure out humanism. And uh, so, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I would say is, it's just that, that yeah, this, it's, it's a false premise to be... It, it, the church, marriage, all these things are not real entities. They're made up of people. people. Right. And, and so... Well, the whole picture of marriage is a picture of self... in the church. And, and selflessness. Right. Yes. Like yeah. you said, you can't love yourself... At the expense at the expense of your spouse, right? Because that so doesn't work. Since we're That's... on the subject of marriage in the context here, let's look at Ephesians five twenty eight through twenty nine and see the example here that that Paul gives. Where he notice in here, he do, he doesn't explain how the man has to be taught how to mm-hmm. nourish his own flesh. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Yeah. You want to read Ephesians five twenty eight through twenty nine? Sure. sure. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourished and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. Yeah, so obviously we see here the Lord loves the church, right? Right. right. Yeah. And so, but why? Because of the because He created this church? No, because it's people, the people in there, and the same thing that people would say. See, they love your own bodies, and who who's hated his own flesh? You know. But that right. I think that's an obvious thing. Yeah, that's the thing. He's, he's, it's a rhetorical question. Who hates his own flesh? And people say, well, people commit suicide, and we talked about this earlier. Yeah. I would say, yeah, the people who commit suicide, they are in such despair that they love themselves so much that they can't take it anymore right. and they'd rather die because they love themselves. I know it's kind of weird and twisty. Well, either they that have or, gotten to that point where they're, they're twisty. so so ashamed that they feel like they don't deserve what they have right. and therefore they need to because it's that self-love again. Well, they, that's where psychology comes right. in is trying to boast you, you know, boost you up yeah. and 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 uh, give you a boast there. Yeah. It's like you are worth it. You are worthy. Don't kill yourself. They're trying to answer the world's problems with Positive thinking. Well, really, actually, you think about it. If you take God out of the equation, then what do you have left? Yourself. Yourself. That's it. Right. So, as sinners, I get it. Yeah. Like, why don't you just live for yourself? Because that is all there is to this if if you're an atheist. But as Christians, and I'm assuming most people watching would be Christians, our job is to deny ourselves and put others first. And that's what Christ challenged us to do and not to feed our flesh. That is absurd. I I don't even know how this is a concept. Well, it's marriage. I mean, marriage to me is a great example of all kinds of things in life, but one of them is that selflessness because there comes a point, every marriage, you go through these things more than once, but there's a point where you may feel like you deserve something or you're not getting the attention right. or something you want, you feel you deserve. And that's the first sign of trouble is because <laughs> yes. you feel you deserve it or and it's not you have those expectations. Unmet and, expectations. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Larry. And that's what right. What are you doing? And if you and then if you focus on yourself and say, Well, this is I need to love myself more, well then you lose that 
selfless act of choosing to love your spouse above right. yourself. Right. And then you become a narcissist that yeah. right. on the road to divorce. Self-indulged. All right, so I'm a cross-sexual one here. Okay. Y'all got to get it straight. Okay, so what's the, what, the, what about the idea of me time? Oh, yeah, me, me time. time. All right, now I want to intersect that with or cross-section that with, with the idea of that you need to study to be quiet. Okay, so yeah, there's. This is uh, my yeah, wife would is, say I need to study that a lot more. Your wife's right here. She'll tell you I tend to talk too much. But, really? Yeah. Okay, interesting. But anyway, okay, whatever. Uh, me time. So, right. is there a time? <laughs> I, uh, me personally, just just to let you know, me, I like to be by myself somewhat. Not all the time. I enjoy people around. I, I enjoy company. But there are times where I retreat, and I, I don't mind being by myself. My wife is okay. not like that. She likes to be around people, and uh, whether it's her kids or friends or what, she just likes to be around people. And I get that. And uh, but I was a very much a loner growing up, and and so. But I have to work on not spending so much right. me time. I never called it that, you know. I right. didn't know That's what that really was uh, <laughs> until like the last ten years. Uh, but you know this this me time. So now study to sell. Uh, study to be quiet. Study, study to, to be, be quiet. quiet. That's your verse right there, right? Uh, well, to me, the study to be quiet is not about like being quiet. So get everybody else out of the room so I could just have quiet. I think it's more of a not so busy, not right. so running here and there, and it's not necessarily the absence of just noise. But what about quiet time? Everybody needs quiet time, right? Do they? Well, so now that's the question. Yeah, right? that, yeah. that they would say with Jesus' example was he went away into the mountains and 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 spent time with the you know Lord and all that. And look, that is important, you know. But is it the most important thing? the The most important thing is to live out your faith. And if whatever is needed at that moment is the most important thing. Now, if you are in a slower time of life, then you can spend more time alone with God. But if you're got three weddings in a week, right. you know, by me going right. out to the mountains and saying, guys, I need to spend time with the Lord. Um, but in today's thinking, people would say, well, I know we have a wedding. We had one yesterday. We have another one in two days, but I'm just going to need to take this day to go sit at the beach and just watch the water because that's what I need. And you're saying if that's what's needed most, then maybe that's what I should do. Well, no, I'm, I'm talking about spiritual things here. Um, oh, okay. you know, well, even still I'll that, bring my that, Bible. Well, <laughs> okay. That example of Jesus going off and praying, which he did, I'm not denying that, but they also you got to look at the the context. Jesus didn't have a bunch of little children either. So right. he couldn't... Well, disciples are kind of like that. Uh, yeah. Kind of, but I mean, they were adults. He could, so if you're a mom... And you got little kids. You can't just shut them in a room or something for a half hour or whatever because you need your quiet time. Right. The thing is, most people's me time isn't even spiritual. Well, right, exactly. Like, I, just I think that's the time. thing. I think, what's the motivation? What's the right. motivation? What's yeah. your motive in doing it? Are you doing it because you just want to pull back and get away and I just don't want to be distracted yeah, by anybody around me? Get away from me? Well, just get away from me. I don't want anything. To right. Sometimes we need that just to... But can't you take your spouse with you? Well, yeah, or? yeah. I mean, not. I don't need mean, is such a funny word. Well, I, <laughs> but I mean, if you're sometimes we need a break. Yeah, you it, just, it's just you, if things are just so much. I get that. Right. But I can take a break with my wife. And exactly. Like, hey, yeah. I'm not gonna. I, I think it is an excuse, like you're saying, like, hey, babe, I need a break. I'm gonna <laughs> need some me time. And you're like, well, what am I gonna do? Uh, figure it out. Make me dinner. Oh. <laughs> 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 Well, Lights out. <laughs> so um, anyway. Well, 
I mean, no, no judgment, of course, to anybody that needs me time, but I personally just don't buy into it. I feel like that's just, it's just popular and people have put it out there, kind of like some of these other things people say, and even Christians and preachers. TikTok and, theology. Yeah. And I just, I feel like it's feel totally like it's wrong. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. I mean, the question is, you know, is God's grace sufficient? Does he give you everything you need for life and godliness? Or do I need to go and have some time to just have quiet and just rest or whatever? And, mm -hmm. and you know, I do think, you know, like I said um, recently, we talked about being busy and I think there is a time to slow down and yeah. to evaluate. You don't have to say yes to everybody right. and everything. It's fine to say no. But again, like you said, what's your motivation? And it's just because, oh, because you're tired, because you, you know, you're, I just, I don't know. Well, look, I'm tired after all it. these weddings yeah. and it's like, well, we got the Bible study tonight and we got uh, a Bible B thing tomorrow and then church Sunday. And it's like, when do I get a rest? That's and when God's grace kicks in. Well, I know. He gives it more I, grace no, when the burdens that's go what I'm greater. Saying. It's I mean, like, like, we just, you, you, what else are you going to do? Be selfish and say, forget it guys. I need to, I need me time. It's like it doesn't yeah. work that way. Oh, I just man. don't think it fits. See, this is this is tough when you sit here looking at because I'm, I'm like you. Uh -oh. You know, we had a wedding last night. We're here tonight doing this. Yeah, gonna have Bible study. I got a, a funeral. I need yes. to go to in the morning. I got to go to a, a gala. A, a gala tomorrow then, night with work. Then church and then on Sunday. Here on Sunday for yeah. church. I told Jeannie a while ago. I said I don't know if I'm gonna make it Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> you better. Well, so yeah. now I was like, oh, wow. And you're you're always stepping Sunday, all over right? my feet on the podcast. Well, <laughs> isn't you... it your week to preach? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, it's there is a time where we're like, guys, we need to just chill out, you know, or we're not, we're going to take a break, but it's it's not just me. That, I think that's no, the I thing. No, I think it's more Sarah said. I think we need to say no sometimes. Right. Well, that's yeah. not right. necessarily... Um, selfishness. It's not selfish. If you not. need that rest, because our bodies, we just get tired, and sometimes right. we need. So right. it goes back, like you said, the motivation. If you just right. want to pull away so that you can spend an hour playing video games and ignore your family, that's selfish. Mm. Right. That's but if you're act. like, you know what, we've been busy, we've been going a lot, let's just take a time to chill right. and relax. That, yeah. All right, so you added this at the last minute, Sarah. Okay, so I'm, 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 I'm throw it out there because I'm hoping you thought about it because I've never heard of this before in my life. So an action that would be self-loving would be, uh, Cameron said, like, like buying yourself a gift card. Oh, yeah, he, he mentioned that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. He, I, 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 I did that, one, that on. one year. I, I, it wasn't a gift card, but it was Christmas time, and I bought myself a gift. Well, yeah. I wrapped it. And put it on. <laughs> oh, did you really? I did. <laughs> From Santa to Larry. Was, how old were you? Oh, wow. How old was I? It was probably in, uh, I was in my 20s. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. You were married. Yeah, I was. Uh, well, so, okay. Yeah. So, in our house, we called that a Star Wars gift. <laughs> so, when I was like in fifth grade, they had a fair at our um, school, and it was around Christmas time. And so, my parents gave me some money to go buy gifts for my siblings and my parents and things. Yeah. It was a bunch of little knick-knack type yeah. things. Mm -hmm. And I like Star Wars back then. And there was this puzzle, a big puzzle. <laughs> and it was a Star Wars <laughs> yeah. puzzle. And I bought it for my dad. Hey, there you <laughs> go. And I'm like, well, I didn't know what to get him. So I bought it. And uh, so, and he questioned me later. He's like, well, thank you, son. But he's like, did you buy this for me or did you buy it for you? And so I told my kids that story. So from now on, anytime we got a gift that was like questionable, right, like who yeah. is it really for? It's a Star Wars gift. Star Wars. So, They're yeah. supposed to get, buy a gift that I don't like. 
Is that how that works? No, the, a gift. Like that, I should buy a gift I don't like because if no, I like it, but it, then it has it's Star to be Wars. for you. Like oh, okay. I don't think my dad cared about Star Wars or a puzzle. Yeah, right. well, true. I, did, well, I, saw, I bought a pair of waders for fishing waders. Yeah, and I knew Pam wasn't going to wear them. One, they were too big, and two, she doesn't really fish. Right. So it was for me. It was for you. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, whatever. I mean, <laughs> yeah, hey, get yourself a gift, right? <laughs> Doesn't mean you can't do that, right? Yeah. But you know, you got a four-year-old son now. You got to have a four-wheeler, right? That's right. exactly. <laughs> you know, because he's going to want to learn how to ride it. That's right, and and he will enjoy riding it with you. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, I think what's sad in all of this is that it's crept into the church and we've accepted right. it. Right. That's and the we, big problem. You know, I mean, it's out there in, you know, psychology and all that. Who cares? And we can expect but, that. At sure. Some level. But when in the church, you know, I, I read different, um, you know, famous preachers and they had things to say, you know, how the we Lord. need to love ourselves. We need to take care of us and well, all that. Well, it's the big prosperity like, wow, gospel, right? Right. Yeah. I, I mean, the Norman Vincent Peale, um, self speak things into existence. The when I say prosperity gospel, the name it, claim it, uh, grab it and grab it, right? Basically, and you talk yourself, uh, speak it into existence, right? And that's that comes straight from psychology, right? It's not biblical. They'll pull Bible verses out to kind of twist it and make it seem like you're a god that can create things, and that's just not true. No. You, we shouldn't walk around being negative, you know. I, I get that. Yeah, you know, we shouldn't be negative, like oh, just all down and right. today and Eeyore and everything like that. But, uh, but we don't need to be like saying things like I am a success in everything I do. Like, well, based on what? Yeah, based on you know, because <laughs> the the other project I did, I'm like, mm, not yeah. so much, you know. But anyway, it is sad. It's in yeah. the church, and that's damaging. And we, it's now taught as like normal theology, and it's the opposite of what Christ. Talked about so, and where yeah. it leads is not happiness because the people that actually the people that I see that um, care about themselves the most or the self love or me time tend to They're be miserable. the most miserable. Right. So I'm like, well, I don't have any me time, but I'm a happy person. So I'm right. like, I like my life, so I'm gonna stay doing that. That's but. right. Are you saying I'm miserable? No, not So, any final thoughts? No, I don't. Uh, do you have any th- final thoughts? Um, you know, look to Christ. Christ is our example, and he didn't come to be served. He didn't do me time. He didn't have all this stuff. He came to serve, and he cared about people, and he was anointed with the oil of gladness. He right. was happy. And is that a secret there? There, there, there? There's no secret, man. Just uh, just go out there and love people. Love God right. love people. Love God and love people. It's just that simple. I don't know why we have to complicate it and come up with cute little sayings and try to motivate ourselves. You know, read scripture, uh, quote scripture. Um, if you and, need to do something, uh, remind yourself that the source of the love isn't from right. you. Right. It's not yeah. self. The source and, of the love is God. It's God. Yeah. And it's not easy to hug yourself. No, no, it's, no, it's not. It's not easy to hug yourself. But if you do it backwards, it looks yeah. creepy. But anyway, exactly. So. Or giving yourself a pat on the back is not the same as somebody else no, doing. But. No. All right, guys. Well, thank you for for tuning in, watching on YouTube, and all that stuff. Tell a friend, like and subscribe, like and subscribe. Do all that stuff. All right, Joshua. Won't you get us out? The Mike Charleston Show. History with Larry. This is the segment that Larry takes over, right? That's right. Last time I messed it up. Well, yeah, that's all right. But I didn't tell you this time. So, well, I figured it out. 
Yeah, I know. Oops. Yes, but uh, but anyway, somebody told you. So just a disclaimer here, guys. Look, I guess last one we did, uh, there was a number of people saying you got your information a little off. Well, drop your sources then. Stop accusing. So put your sources out there. (laughs) I was going to say a little kinder. Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) I was going to say that it's just a five ten minute segment, so you can't cover everything. Right. So it's a little, you know. Yeah, we don't have an AI writer here. Right. So, well, <laughs> if you think you might want to know more, just go look it up. Just go look and, it up, yeah. man. Do, so. Fact check us. We don't care. Yeah. Uh, this is all right. for show anyway. All right. So what do you got today? Anyway. What's, hey, I want to say real quick, too, a little shout out. I do like the intro music. I think that's oh, pretty cool. Oh, you like cool. that? Yeah. Well, history time so, with Larry? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Actually, I got two stories because last week I didn't have one. So oh. this is a little... The, and the, Can we do that? Are we allowed to do that, guys? Okay. <sighs> oh. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> okay, start. With, okay, who do, okay, what do we got? So this one, this one is for you, Mike, because I know how much you like the ocean. Oh man, yeah. I I like going to the ocean. I hate sharks. I won't get in the ocean because sharks exist. Well, this is another reason, <laughs> and it's not sharks. Is it jellyfish? No, no. Oh, bigger, much bigger. Women? No. Nope. Oh. <laughs> 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 Just kidding. <laughs> okay. Now, researchers have found there's been a study that killer whales are orcas off the coast of... Uh, what are we talking about again? Yeah. <laughs> orcas. Okay, killer whales. Larry? Yeah, have been deliberately what hitting boats. What are you boats, doing? Oh, yeah. Causing some to sink. So that's been a, it's been a real thing off... I feel uh, like it was a joke. No, this oh, is for okay. real. So okay. there's been a, a pod of, I guess, like rogue killer whales. That have been attacking. Do boats. they have tattoos and yeah, I don't Harleys? Know. <laughs> <laughs> but does that make you more afraid of the ocean? Knowing uh, no, because whales? they're on that side of the the, the world. They're and more in cooler, wa- colder water. But yeah, yeah but, well, and I'm definitely like not. The going only part of the water. ocean I'm going to get in is like right there, up to like you know, <laughs> you get up to your waist, maybe a little yeah. higher. So I'm not not really afraid of whales at that point. Yeah, well, that's true. But, but orcas but, are scary looking, though. I mean, they're right up there with the great white. You know, yeah, it's like. Mm, yeah, they're pretty big. I've seen how they do to, to uh-huh. um, seals. seals so yeah. If I look like a seal, I'm in trouble. So the point is, if you're in the cold... Oh, there is a point. Cold regions, okay. uh, you might want to be careful, especially if you're in a smaller boat. You wanna, uh, for all yeah. the listeners out there in yeah. Alaska, be careful. Yeah. So. But sometimes whales are nice, like free willy. Yeah. Free willy, yes. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> okay, sorry. okay, so what is your history lesson okay, for us today? so the history lesson here, i got to put my glasses on. Oh, you know it's serious and when he has studious. to put on his glasses. I should have printed this a lot bigger, but... I, that would have helped. Uh, you know what? I did. I thought I did, and I, then I thought, well, that's going to be too big. But then when it printed out, it wasn't. So Anyway, here we go. All, All right. right. Can I guess who it is? Not yet. No. Okay. No. What if I just say his name? No. Will I get no, bleeped no. out again? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so John. here we go. No. You were so close. Mm. So close. George is his name. I'll give oh, you his name. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're going to go there? I'm going to go there. Why are you going to do that? You're spoiling well, it. It's his segment. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Take off. George was a man of God and a man of science. Oh. He was also born during a time when being a man of his stature or his station in life was difficult. Mm-hmm. For George, getting an education was also an obstacle that he was willing to overcome. At one point, he had to go 10 miles to school. To uh, That was the school that would accept him. Uh, Could okay. you imagine? In the snow. Yeah. Going 10 miles to go to school? As uh, I, I did, but I didn't have to walk. Well, yeah, he had to walk. Right. 10 miles. That's crazy. Yeah. You keep using the horn. Yeah. 
I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> so he earned a diploma from Minneapolis High School in Minneapolis, Kansas. Never heard of it. I was going to say, it worked out, he must be from Minneapolis, Minnesota, but no. Well, it was like Kansas. 10 miles in Minneapolis. Woo. Yeah. Kansas. <laughs> nah, Kansas. that's nothing. Okay. George went on to study art at Simpson College in Indianola, Iowa. Never heard of that either. Okay. It sounds like it. So in 1891, he switched majors and colleges, which changed his life and the life of millions, which it did. It's, uh, you'll That's find out nuts. later. It is. It's crazy. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the, <laughs> the new school was Iowa State Agricultural College in Ames, Iowa, now Iowa State University. Here he became the first student and later the first faculty member from his station in life to take those positions. He earned an undergraduate degree and two years later a master's degree. He went on to become a nationally recognized botanist. So botanist. he went from being art student to a botanist. That's yeah, same a, thing. a big change. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Yeah. Either one. Well, that's a good uh, thing there. George was, uh, so the world was open to George. He could go anywhere and make a fortune, but being the humble man he was, he settled in Alabama. Hmm. I don't know if he's a Crimson Tide fan, but probably not. Mm, but. Probably not back then. No. Well, ain't she the smart one? <laughs> he was deeply motive, a deeply devoted Christian that had a desire to help everyone, especially those who came from his particular station in life. You keep saying that, like, is was he a train? Like, what do you mean well, a station? I, what you think it I means could it. guess. You know, yeah, I you'll know. see when okay. I get to the end. So okay. hold on there. Yes, you gotta yes, yes, slow yes, it yes, down yes. a minute. Instead of making money for patenting his discoveries, he wanted them available to all. Good man. Yes. And regarding this, he said, because somebody asked him why he didn't patent yeah. them. He said, one reason I never patented my products is that if I did, it would take so much time, I'd get nothing else done. But mainly, I don't want my discoveries to benefit specific persons. George gave credit to God for his work and learned about the benevolence of his creator through his studies of nature. He died January 5th, 1943. 43? Wow. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, I, I thought it was I much was later. Further, yeah. yeah. He gave up fame and fortune for the pursuit of helping his fellow man. Although millions have benefited from George, and his, but his initial focus was the poor previous black slaves in the South. He spent most of his life teaching at the Tuskegee. Tuskegee. Tuskegee Normal and Industrial Institute. I have heard of that. Known today as the Tuskegee Institute. Oh, well, of course. Yeah. As we all know. A little shorter, much easier to say. <laughs> yes. He not only taught better farming techniques, such as crop rotation, he also wanted to, to give them something to do with the different crops that they were growing. Sure. You may have forgotten his name, but we still all benefit from the over 100 uses for the sweet potato and 300 uses for the peanut. Oh, yeah. Just not the peanut butter. Is it Mr. Peanut? Uh, no, close. Oh. And that is the story of? George Washington Carver. That's it. George Washington Carver. Yeah. That's one of my favorite persons in history. Yeah, he, he, was, he was a good dude. Yeah. And I didn't know all that stuff about him. But the uh, people like him and like Martin Luther King yeah. Jr., like I knew about him first before Martin Luther Oh, yeah, that's right. So I was like, well, the other one's better because he's like a king, Martin Luther King <laughs> yeah, and Martin Luther. Like, who's this guy? And same thing, like, this is George Washington Carver. And like, you got George Washington in your name. That's tough to live up to. He actually took the name George Washington. Oh, he took it. He, he what, stole his identity? What, no, yeah. No. <laughs> he, when he was teaching, he, there were two faculty members with the same name. So he added the... 
there were two George Carvers. Oh, okay. So he added the George Washington Carver to his name just to distinguish between the two. Hey, what, what if the other guy's name was George Washington Carver? <laughs> well, that's interesting. Yeah, so yeah, he's one of my favorite characters because, like I said, he... Uh, one of the, when I was doing the research, one of the things that was rumored was that Thomas Edison wanted to hire him. Oh, okay. But uh, Booker T. Washington, who founded the Tuskegee Institute, right, recruited him first, and he really did want to help because the the um, farmers in the South, the black farmers, they were previous slaves, and all they really knew to grow as a cash crop was tobacco. Mm. I'm, I'm sorry, not tobacco, cotton. cotton. I was gonna say, yeah. Tobacco is a little I mean, further north, right? <laughs> but uh, the cotton, and it was depleting the soil, so the the crops they were getting were getting less and less, right. right? And so he wanted to give them something that they could actually one make a living, but improve the soil, which would improve their that's cool crop yield. And he started researching, and that's George Washington Carver. George Washington Carver, that's awesome. And now we can eat peanuts and sweet potatoes. Yeah, I mean the, right. the one good use. I thank goodness the for one. him. Well, I mean he come up with three hundred for peanut oil with peanuts, and if it wasn't right. for him, we wouldn't have peanut oil. If we don't have peanut oil, we don't have good uh, French fries. That, absolutely. So yeah, or so. think of fried turkey. Oh well, you know I never had that, but yeah. I'm Donuts, I'm open fried to that. And peanut oil, right? Peanut oil has a high smoke point, yeah. so it's really good for frying. Mm, yeah. So thank you, George but Washington. Didn't come up with peanut butter. No, that was actually already around. Well, then why didn't people that. think? I, I mean, he's because he did so many things with a peanut. Okay, that yeah. they've just uh, people automatically assume it was a peanut butter as well. But no, but he did other uses like with the oil, linoleum, paint, all kinds of stuff. It's that was just him. Something. Yeah, yeah, good man. So yeah. Anyway, so cool. All right, man. Well, thanks for that. That's a good history lesson. Yeah. And uh, we'll see what we have next time. And be careful out there in the ocean. Yes, and don't get. <laughs> yeah, don't get attacked by a killer whale. That's right. All right, Joshua. Why don't we get out of here? The Mike Charleston Show. Music with Sarah. What song do you like? All right, babe. Well, this on this segment, this is your song of the week. Song of the week. So what is it this week we're going to be talking about? Who does it and what song is it? So this week I chose Awake My Soul. And in the parentheses, it says, oh, um, a thousand tongues. A thousand tongues, right? By Matt Marr. Matt Marr, one of our favorites. Yep. He's all right. And, and this uh, one actually, um, I I like I like the old hymns. And yeah. So, but I like when some people, and some people don't like this, but some people redo the hymns and kind of modernize modernize them, I guess, and just change it up a little bit. And so that's what this song, Is that's it, what he are, does. The, are the lyrics the same as the hymn or do they? They're not the same, but a lot of them are the same. Right. Because it does so. take some of it, but so it's not really redoing it, modernize it. They take the concept and then change it a little bit. So it's very similar Right. And not so similar. I don't know. Yeah. But it's still a good song. And then they have, obviously, a chorus. And the it's a Thousand Tongues, uh, Four Thousand Tongues doesn't have a chorus. Right. So, and I don't know. It's Is it playing in the... It, I think it's playing in the background now. But um, we have to watch out because we get demonetized. But we, we're never monetized anyway. So, anyways, we haven't made any money. Well, I think it's a great song because um, 
Well, I mean, Why like, do you like the song? Well, like originally, I mean, just the song Oh, Four Thousand Tongues, I think is a great song, but the melody is a little outdated and whatever, which is still fine. But anyway, but this song... Let me ask you a question real quick. Can I interrupt? Okay, sure. Okay. Growing up charismatic, you know, like we mm-hmm. did. The first time I heard this song, we opened up the hymnal and we sang it. I was a little kid. And of course, when they say Oh, Four Thousand Tongues, I'm always thinking of like tongues and interpretation. Wow. Yeah, I did. I never thought about that. <laughs> That's funny. And now it took me a few years to realize, oh, it's talking about just, you know, voices and whatever. Wow. But anyway, that's, that's interesting. A side note. Anyway, carry on. Anyway, so this song starts with, oh, 4,000 tongues to sing my great Redeemer's praise. Sounds, sounds, sounds right, right. Sounds familiar, but it's different, obviously, than the hymn. And... I, I like the idea of all of these people coming together and singing right. to our great Redeemer's praise. And just the, to me, that's so epic and just Yeah, because there is something thought. to, like, look, if you're listening to this show for any length of time, you know we're not mega church people at all. However, it is nice to go to events or things like that where you have... Um, multiple people's joining and singing at the same time. Like, it's great when we sing at home, you know, by ourselves or just alone in a vehicle. I'm good for that. Yeah. But it is nice to get together with other believers and sing a song and it be just a thousand people singing or, you know, tens of thousands of people singing. That is cool. Yeah. Well, as most people know, I love to sing, Mm. but something better than singing is when anybody sings along. And when you have more and more people, just the more people singing all the same thing is just really amazing. And the the next part of that verse says, a thousand songs are not enough to Mm. say how great you are. I was just going to say, it is kind of funny that a thousand tongues, but he is worthy of more than a thousand, right. you know, and more than a thousand songs and more than, and we probably know more than a thousand songs. I'm pretty sure we do. <laughs> right. And I feel like a lot of people don't, and which is okay, but I just, and that's kind of why we want to do this segment, put some more songs out there that maybe people don't know about. Right. But I feel like the whole, you know, there a thousand songs wouldn't be enough to get to the end of how great God is and how not. wonderful he is. No, and of just, course not. I, I love that, that lyric. I think it's just so true. And then you get to the chorus and, um, he goes, well, hey, what's the this put the, the uh, awake my soul to sing? Is that really the chorus or is yeah, that the bridge? The, that's or? the chorus. Okay, well, do you have another chorus here? Oh, well, just because I want, yeah, I was reminding myself that it goes back, but it's okay. Boy, okay. <laughs> but yeah, the chorus says, Awake my soul to sing the glories of my God and King. Arise and praise the one worthy of the songs of a thousand tongues. Right, because he is worthy of it. Because he for is sure. worthy. And every time I, I mean, it's just when you hear this song enough times, it just, kind of just sticks with you and like all day long I'll find myself singing awake my soul and sing and it makes me think of the passage in um, Ephesians where he says awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead is that in Ephesians? it is in Ephesians it's it's also in Isaiah he's referring back to Isaiah so yeah I guess both but, We're um, both right. Okay. Well, anyway, but I just, I don't know. I feel like there are times where in our lives we have, um, you We're know, you're just, yeah, you're just kind of low, you're you're tired, you're weak, you're discouraged or whatever. Life happens sometimes and yeah. you're just kind of down or busy or distracted. Right. Right. And so I feel like, you know, all of those feelings and emotions or whatever, when, when you sing this, awake my soul to sing the glories of my God and King, it's like, you know, that's, that's really what this life is all about right. is bringing glory to God through our lives and to remind us. And when we remind ourselves of how good he is and Absolutely. that he's worthy, it's like, it's just, it's a game changer for me. So it is. I it just, is. 
You know, I find it amazing that in the second verse, he, he goes into, you break the power of all our sin, set the captive free. You know, this is why he's good. Right. Because he comes and he sets us free. And and this is, I mean, that's a big freedom, freedom from sin. Right. So, no, it's a huge freedom. And in fact, if you don't know the hymn, I would suggest you go and listen to the hymn. Some, some of the recordings we've heard are very old with organs and stuff. And you're just like, eh, but try to listen to it. Um, there's different versions out there where they they've got you know modern instruments and such, right. and they do a very good job. And then listen to this one, and both are good. Yeah, yeah, both are, are are good. And oh, four thousand tongues to sing is is a very good song. And then this one, I don't know which version you like the best of all. Just Matt Mars version. Yeah, I really haven't heard other people do it. Okay, well, there's and live ones, version, but, but I, I you just yeah. like that one. Yeah, and it's from his album. Oh, putting her on the spot. Yeah, well, Joshua sorry. will have Joshua it up right here. Probably on the screen, right. but yeah, I don't. The, I don't um, know. But awake album. my soul. Yeah, well, I was. We were talking about that church. And people don't even know what albums are anymore, so it doesn't matter. Uh, awake my soul, a thousand tongues, sung by Matt Marr. And if you haven't heard it, go check it out and go listen to the other hymn. I don't know who else. Uh, per, there's a lot of people perform that yeah, one. Right. It's been around for a couple hundred years. So go check those out and uh, see what you think. And hopefully that will encourage you uh, today. The Mike Charleston Show. Marriage. All right, babe. Well, this segment, we're going to re- keep doing this segment and until we're finished with your book. We're, it's our marriage segment and where we take a moment to talk about marriage, some kind of topic about marriage. And what we decided to do is go through your book, which is... You can run in flip-flops, but is that the best way? And you can get that at Amazon.com, and, uh, or the link will be down in the description and all that. But uh, So we are in chapter... We, you didn't give it chapter numbers. I did. But I believe this is chapter four. This is the we, did, we didn't do the first one because that was our story, and we did that one in a, a previous YouTube video. So this is the, the third one we've done, chapter four. And what did you title this one? I called this one The Letter. The Letter. Now, that's kind of interesting to call it The Letter. We were talking about this right before the show because it's been a while since we've read the book and it's been a while since you wrote the book. But what do you mean by the letter? obviously talking about how God wrote a letter to us called the Bible. Right. Right. And that we are, um, well, what do you, what do you want to, what did you want to say with that? Well, so I, I think throughout, I mean, since the beginning, God's desire has always been to communicate with his people. Sure. And he's used many ways of doing that. One of which, you know, the most important being the word of God that he's given us. And so, which is, which is great. It's a incredible way for him to communicate his love to us and all that he wants us to know, but it's not the only way. And so, um, in this chapter, I, I, the, the point of it is, is that God uses us to communicate his love to other people. And Uh, so we, we are that letter. And so there we are many are the people, epistle, right? Right. Many people will never pick up a Bible or they might, but, you know, just casually here and there read a verse. But our lives are a living epistle, as it says in Second Corinthians. Right. And so many people won't ever read the Bible, but they will see our lives and they will hopefully, the idea would be, will they know God's love by the way I live? Yeah. I mean, not completely. I mean, they'll still, they'll see it. They'll right. see the fruit of it, but eventually you need to speak. Oh, and, well, absolutely. and give them, give them God's yeah. look, get, show them the message of the, the hope which you have. But our demonstration of who we are, the fruit of our the spirit that's, that's living in us is huge. Now, I know your book was written mainly for young women, young married couples or young married women that are 
or new new mothers, but this is applicable to everyone, um, men, women, young, old, doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, we are an example out there, and no matter what we're going through, people are watching us. You may not know, uh, but later on, I mean, people have told me how they're kind of watching, you know, and seeing yeah. how we handle and sometimes they're amazed how we go through something. And I didn't even think about it. You know, I'm like, whoa, I hope I was saying everything good, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, um, you know, the, the, the we go through all these trials and tribulations in our lives. And what does it say about us of how we react? And I know we're human. Sometimes we don't always react in the best of way. We're tired or we're frustrated with dealing with the same issue over and over. But we got to keep in mind that we're representing Christ, right? Right. And that's kind of the point of this that, is that, that is in point. a marriage, sometimes it's not all rosy. Sometimes you got a husband that's a bum. Sometimes you got a wife that's a bum. And what do you do? Are you going to respond in kind? Right. And make your example of Christ, you know, embarrass him in some way. So we got to always remind we're, we're carrying around the message of Christ. Right. And it makes me think so many, I mean, at least I hear from so many women that are frustrated with their husbands, even because they don't take the time to read the Bible and they don't, they're not right. seeking God. And it's like, well, your life itself can be that testimony of God's work. And it's like, maybe... Maybe if we were more of that example of Christ, I'm like, who mm. knows the effects that that could have on our. That's a spirit. lot of pressure you're putting on these people. Well, I mean, no, sure, but it's but... It, it's it is a lot of pressure. But you know what? This life is full of pressure, yeah. and it's not just that. Hey, uh, I mean, God's with you, and He can guide you through this and give you the words to say uh, when you need it. It gives you the grace when you need it. Uh, when you're just really having a bad day or something like that. God, that's what the Holy Spirit is for. He comforts us and He encourages us and He, he is for us. So, you know, we had we had a question about that one time in our church fellowship. We were singing a song and it said, He's for you. And, and the lady asked, you know, is God really for us? And, you know, some people might like, oh, come on. But, you know, that's a legitimate question, you know, because yeah. some yeah. people might not feel that. They might not feel their husband's for them. They might not feel that their yeah. wife is for them. Um, but that's irrelevant, right? Yeah. You you still have to walk out your faith. Your faith isn't dependent on me, and my faith isn't dependent on you. Right. Well, and you say pressure, and I I mean I understand that, but it's not my responsibility to save you. No, or, right. you know I I can't do that. But what I can do is live my example. life to the glory of God, right. and hopefully you know that that might spark something in you. And the other thing about a letter is that you know if you pull out an old letter and you start reading it, you see some of the personality of that person come out. Right. Even when we read things that our kids wrote years ago, we're like, do you save old letters of mine? I do have some oh, old yes. letters of yours. But we read things even that the kids wrote years ago. It's like, oh, you can just tell, like it's just it's that it's got their whole personality in it. And so the you know the question then is when people look at your life, do they see you know the personality of God mm. and His attributes? Like, right. are they seeing that come that's out good. because they should? Yep, so. that's good. Well, good. I, I hope this encourages people out there. I mean, we're, we're trying to change these different segments up and do these different things, and so hopefully. Uh, if you need some help on your marriage, uh, we'll have more content on this. And if you'd like to get her book and follow along, uh, please do. Um, it's on Amazon.com and it's Search Sarah Charleston and something about flip-flops. And, and so <laughs> pick it up, read it, follow along and uh, give us your thoughts. Thank you very much for watching. 
Hey, this is Joshua Charleston, the producer of The Mike Charleston Show. Thank you for listening to the show. If you want to follow us, we're on Facebook at Mike Charleston Show and Instagram at underscore Mike Charleston Show. Please support us on Patreon for exclusive content. This episode is over, but if you want more, check out the website at fellowshipofbelievers.org for more information. The Mike Charleston Show has been brought to you by Fellowship Believers.